0: all right welcome everyone to another episode of the rob the genius podcast it is middle october can you believe it i mean i for one cannot (laughs) i mean 2021 is almost over crazy year um got a few things to get to this week the the big thing is going to be this just john gruden fiasco uh gonna do a little talk briefly on Kyrie Irving and those are those are the main topics this week but before we get into those yeah, you know, I, I did the basketball thing again this past weekend and no no crazy stories like last time <laughs> but um Well, other than a feeling, all of my forty-seven years situation. Um, so yeah, I, I you know played, did all right, and for like the next day or two, man, I felt terrible. <laughs> so now I feel good now, but, but I mean, oh yeah, but I, look, I am determined to get back in fighting shape. You know, and so that I don't feel bad for two days afterward. That is one of my missions right now, to do that. So, you know, any prayers or positive thoughts or good vibes, you can send my way on that front. Please do it. Because um, I enjoy playing. I used to play a lot more frequently, but like I said before, COVID did a number on that. So now I'm playing like once every two weeks and now another funny thing all right so after that was over right um uh, of course i was hungry as hell so i'm on um, i was on my way to stop by one of my buddy's houses to watch the uh, washington football team attempt to play and so i <laughs> i'm in the drive through line at uh, the bojangles right and So I pull up and I was about to pay for my food and the guy at the window said, oh, uh, the the person in front of you paid for yours already. And I'm like, oh, okay. And you know what? That, that's a really cool thing, right? I mean, it really is. And, and not just because I got to eat for free. Because <laughs> right? eating for free is is one of life's true you know (laughs) rewards (laughs) but um you know i've heard stories about people you know about people having done that or people you know and it's really you know i mean it's really nice because look it's easy to get bogged down and cynical about the world we live in god knows i do it enough you know but it's it's just it was nice and it really is i mean And look, and I'll be honest, I've never thought about doing that myself for anybody, but you know, maybe I will, Uh, because you know, I mean, it's it's a really heartwarming thing, you know. And look, any of you out there, if you're if you find yourself in front of me at the drive-through line and you want to do the same for me, oh, I'll take it. <laughs> you you won't get an argument here. But anyway, no, nah, it, it it was just it was it was a really cool thing. I was it's just it was I felt really good. No, that is unless they like saw me in their rearview mirror and they thought, man, that guy looks pathetic. <laughs> Let's hope it wasn't that. But anyway, no, nah, that was just cool fun story um and nothing <laughs> of course it, it led to watching the washington, <laughs> the washington football team uh go out there and lay another egg but i mean well, we'll come, <laughs> we're at that point now in the season where reality is setting in and this week this this sunday we're playing the chiefs which basically is that um you, know, you, you can play the Thanos clip now, you know, dread it, run from it, but, but destiny arrives, and uh, I think destiny is probably arriving for us in the form of a 30-point drubbing by the Kansas City Chiefs. So if you're a betting man, bet the Chiefs against the number and bet the over... <laughs> And look, look if, if I was a betting man, I'd be very tempted to bet against my own team. <laughs> oh boy, scary hours on Sunday, let me tell you. <laughs> but anyway, um, all right, so we got some some, some more serious matters to dive into this week. So I guess I should do that, right? Because after all, that's, that's what I live for, to do with this show. <laughs> well, not really, but you know... Sometimes that's where the world takes us, and that's what we got to do. So we're going to do that, and I'm going to start out playing a couple of clips pertaining to one Kyrie Irving. So we're going to play those, and then we're going to get to talking about Kyrie Irving, the moron that he is. All right, here we go.
1: But i've been covering the nba now for almost 25 years i mean this is some of the stupidest nonsense i've ever seen just flat out stupid so let me get this straight so if the reports are true because we don't know whether they are or not okay but let's give credit to sham and others who have reported this mm-hmm. it is what it is let's go with that okay If it is true, Jay, if it is true, Marcus, so you don't have a problem with taking the vaccine, your position is that you're going to sit up there and compromise the championship aspirations of an organization you signed on to represent. You coaxed Kevin Durant in the signing on to represent. You coaxed, you played a role in coaxing James Harden into signing on to represent. You're going to compromise all of that because you want to give a voice to the voiceless really and how is that going to work out for you Kyrie Irving you're going to disappear from the game of basketball who the hell is going to be interested in what you have to say when you have proven that you can't even be trusted enough to do your damn job a job you volunteered for this ain't the military where you were drafted You chose to play basketball. You chose to enter the NBA. You chose to sign that contract as a free agent to go to the Brooklyn Nets. You chose Brooklyn as your destination. You chose the Nets franchise to represent. You asked KD and James Harden to come on board with you in Brooklyn to establish your own legacy. And then you leave them hanging.
2: Irving, according to the athletic um is not refusing to be vaccinated because he's anti-vaccine this was sham Sharani, i reported yesterday according to multiple sources uh but he has an issue with vaccine mandates in corporate america it seems and he wants to according to a quote wants to give voice to the voiceless And, and I'll, I'll just say this, which I know is a nice little crutch I've been using lately, but I'll just say this. Speak. Who says they're voiceless? Every single day, that's all I hear about. Uh, voiceless. All you got to do is turn on Fox News every night. And they're the most watched cable network on cable television. How is that Voiceless. By the way, every single person telling you that va- vaccine mandates stink, they got a vaccine mandate at Fox, by the way. They we do. know a whole bunch of people who work at Fox. They do. I mean, yeah, hate to tell you, yeah. they're not on the air unless they've gotten the vaccine. And they're not allowed in the building unless uh, they <laughs> got the vaccine to tell you don't take the vaccine with a mandate. Oh, All boy. right? Please. I don't know how much I can lay this thing out. And Kyrie <laughs> Irving is right now telling his Nets teammates he's taking up the mantle for the voiceless? (laughs) And I'll just tell you this, Kyrie, if this is true. Many of the voiceless, you're kind of telling the Nets we need to put our whole concept of championship basketball season on the back burner. A lot of those voiceless... Thought that you speaking out with your voice on behalf of social justice, you should have shut up and dribbled. So what are you talking about? (laughs) What is happening? And and if you want to take up a voice for the voiceless, use your voice, which you didn't do when you had a press conference elsewhere. Because you didn't take the vaccine for an unspecified reason, that if this is the specified reason, I don't get. So there's that.
0: All right. So that was Stephen A. Smith you heard first, and that was um, Rich Eisen you heard second about talking about Kyrie Irving. Like, I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time on this. Just, he's a dope. He's not some type of freedom fighter, okay? Which is what some people are making him out to be, all right? The guy is, he's an idiot, all right? And he's another one of these kind of fake deep people who thinks that he's, doing something profound and he isn't and he's dumb all right and then i'm just gonna leave it there well i'm not no i'm not gonna leave it there <laughs> but he, he's dumb he's an idiot and he's one of these people who again he he convinced himself that he is some type of free thinker or something and he is not okay he he's the guy like all I can say is when 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 you when, you, look, when, you, when you, you jump out there and take some contrarian kind of point on something, and the people who are cosigning you are, you know Tucker Carlson and you know Jason Whitlock, you might want to rethink this contrarian stance that you're taking because they're not people you want standing next to you, okay. And for you know, and I saw some idiots on Twitter comparing him to Muhammad Ali and. Well we would cancel Muhammad Ali today, you know, if he took a brave stance like he did back then. Um newsflash, we did cancel Muhammad Ali. Cancel him twice. Um got canceled for changing his name and converting to Islam. Got can and he, he did get canceled for his stance against the Vietnam War. All right, he got stripped of his championship. he lost his boxing license, almost went to jail, all right and standing up against your government going into some foreign country to you know to engage in an armed conflict because you think that you believe that that's being done out of you know imperialism and not you know altruism. Right, I mean that's entirely different than refusing to get a free vaccine, which has been shown, which which has been shown to work, in the midst of a global pandemic, which has killed seven hundred thousand of your own fellow Americans. Okay, we are not talking about the same thing here. Okay, Muhammad Ali opposed being sent to kill people in another country. Kyrie Irving is opposing getting a vaccine. Yeah, not the same thing. Not the same thing at all. And I should also add that, you know, Muhammad Ali was not doing that from like some ivory tower or some, you know, safe confines of some mansion or something. Okay. Uh, he he went broke during that time. All right. And uh, Joe Fraser had to give him money. All right. Kyrie Irving sitting on $200 million and... obviously if he doesn't play and doesn't collect a check for a while that's going to deplete a little bit but as it stands right now he's sitting on a big pile of money he can afford to not play for a while um and he's telling people to do the same although the people he's speaking to don't have 200 million dollars and if they defy the mandates and lose their job, they might be in the homeless. Okay, much much different thing. And I guarantee you, he he w- he will eventually get vaccinated because he is eventually going to want to play. His teammates are going to lean on him and lean on him to the point where he, where he you know gives in or whatever. All right. So he will be back, and he will get vaccinated eventually. And if you, but if you're following him around, and if you're following his every word, you may end up unemployed, or you may end up getting COVID and dying. So I advise you not to listen to Kyrie Irving, or any of those other talking heads I've mentioned before, because they're all getting vaccinated. They're and they're going to tell you don't do it, and you're going to lose your job, you're going to catch the COVID, and you might die, and they're going to be going to work every day getting their six, seven figure paychecks while they tell you not to get the vaccine. All right. And then so Kyrie is in with them now, basically. And that's all there is to it. Right. He is not Muhammad Ali. All right. Just, just stop. All right. I saw somebody come say, well, he's getting persecuted. Like, um, he's being treated like Michael Vick. Oh no! I'm sorry. That was John Gruden. Somebody said I was getting treated like Michael Vick, and which I mean, Michael Vick went to jail. All right. Please do not compare Kyrie Irving or John Gruden, for that matter, to people who went to jail. All right. Let's let's just stop that. All right. Anyhow, that's enough of that. Um, yeah, I've spoken about Kyrie before. I, I you know call me when 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 he finally caves in and reports for duty then you know we can have another we can talk about this again but for now we're gonna move on you know rich and Stephen they said it about as well as i possibly could and you know just go back and play them again if you want to hear to hear more about Kyrie irving and now we're moving on all right well, one thing before i like try to get you know preachy about the the John Gruden thing. Um, I'm going to do that because, you know, that's kind of what I do here. (laughs) But, um, yeah. um, Well, one thing happened that is, like, really stupid, and that is... EA Sports saying they're going to take John Gruden out of Madden 22. They're going to delete him.
2: Why? Why?
0: See, this is a prime example of performative bullshit. Okay? I mean, seriously, who cares? Who cares? I don't care. Like like you're not you're not helping by doing nobody cares. It's a video game. Okay? Nobody cares. You're not solving anything by doing that. You're not helping anything by doing that. Okay? Just leave him in there. Now when you know when next year's Madden comes out, you don't you can you know not have him in it. But I mean deleting him now come on, stop it. Stop it. Seriously, just stop. Okay. Stop with the nonsense. Okay. You know what you're better off doing? EA Sports. Look amongst your employee ranks. See how diverse it is. And I can almost guarantee you it's not sufficiently diverse. And then go hire some black people. Okay or go hire a gay man or woman alright do that instead or if by some miracle you know your staffing passes muster as far as diversity then promote one of those people alright that's what you can do alright Deleting John Gruden out of a Madden video game that was already made and that, that people already paid for, who are going to get it, and not doing anything. Okay, please just stop being stupid. Okay, see, th- see, this is the kind of thing that that, going, that makes me do segments where I get on white people. Okay, <laughs> because of stupid things like this. All right. I'm like, I'm already going to get preachy about John Gruden later. Okay, please. Just just come on. Come on now, really. Just stop it. Okay, EA Sports, hire some black people. Hire a gay man or woman. And if if you've already done a lot of that and we just don't know, then promote the ones you have. That'll do a whole lot more for the situation than to delete John Gruden from a game. (sighs) Grief. Always the easy part always the easy way, always the easy way. never the hard way. go the hard way for once. Come on and what I'm we'll gonna do now is I'm gonna do the hard thing here and stop right now before I and not ramble on for another ten minutes. okay so on to, on to the next thing. get about this whole you know John Gruden business. Yeah, I don't really want to say a bunch of stuff that's already been said. Um Yeah, I don't wanna like drone on for thirty you know, half hour about it either. So what I wanna do here, yeah, you know, I found somebody talking about it who was pretty clear and hit all the points that I feel needed to be hit. Well, or at least most of them, except for what I'm gonna to get to. This is Ryan Clark from ESPN. Ryan Clark Played in the NFL for the Steelers and for the Washington football team. And he's been on ESPN for a little while. And he's one of the best people to listen to talk about football and other things like that. So I'm going to play him for you. And then, you know, I got some stuff to add on top of it. So here's Ryan Clark.
3: very clear. I feel like that if it was just the racist racist trope or just some racially charged emails against a black man, that John Gruden would still have his job. So we're not going to frame this as John Gruden is now or no longer the coach of the Las Vegas Raiders because he said something racist or because he feels racist. And I've talked to a lot of white men because you mentioned Bruce Allen and obviously John Gruden and the one common theme between all of those white men is that I can't believe he sent those emails. Not, I can't believe he doesn't think this way. Not, I can't believe that a man that thinks this way has been highly successful, not only in America, but in this sport that does have a ton of diversity, that does have people of all shapes, all sizes, all colors, all walks of life. Nobody is surprised that John Gruden feels this way. Nobody is surprised that John Gruden has been successful this way in this country. Nobody should be surprised that he felt comfortable enough to send those emails because John Gruden has always been this man and it's always worked out for him. John Gruden was talking to friends that feel much like him about women about the lgbtq community and about black people so there was no one there or no one on those emails that was going to check john gruden about being john gruden and john gruden showed you the ultimate white privilege in his post-game press conference when asked about what he said about Demoris, about about, uh, demores smith he said i'm not racist and right and everybody's going to believe he's not racist because he's been in locker room with black people working under him let's be clear There were no executives that were over him that was black. There wasn't an owner that was over him that was black. With black people working under him, you can't feel this way. And he said, I'm not racist. And he said, and I'm done talking about it. Because that's the white privilege that John Gruden has lived his entire life with. John Gruden has felt this way, lived this way, behaved this way his entire life. And what does he do? He gets Tony Dungy's team, a black man, and he wins a Super Bowl. He's coached years and years after that and never reached that height again. Because John Gruden is truly an average coach. But being an average football coach, being someone who is racially charged in many of his tones, misogynistic, right, and homophobic is OK. As long as you're a white man in America, he just has to, it just sucks for him that the Washington football team was being investigated for being just as trashy human as he is. Before I get to anyone else, R.C., I got to follow up with you. That was very strong when you say let's not just frame this.
0: Okay, now it's time for me to get preachy about John Gruden. All right, so you heard Ryan Clark, and you know, he spelled things out very well. And that, you know, we have to not, you know, give Gruden the benefit of the doubt here. Look, like John Gruden is not some guy, he's not some guy who lived in, who, you know, was like, 20-something years old, grew up in a closed-off world, and now you know, he was getting hit with a reality check and he was having trouble adjusting or something like that, right? That's not who we're talking about here. Okay, he's 58 today. Those emails go back 10 years, which means he was 48, which means he's a year older than I am. Um, and for over 20 years, he has been working around black people. Right? He was a coach. He was an assistant coach and then a head coach. Right? Um, and the NFL is a 75% black league. So he has been, you know, coaching black people for over 20 years. Okay. He has had black assistant coaches during his time as a head coach. He has, so, no, he has been around us. Okay? So, after being around us over 20 years, after having players come confide in him over these 20 years, having assistant coaches maybe even confide in him over these 20 years, he was a member of the media at ESPN. So he interacted with with the same black players in a different capacity. He's been around black producers. Right? Other black announcers. Right? He's been around us in all different capacities. Okay? Over these few decades he's basically seen every version of us you will encounter in a professional setting alright he is not acting out of ignorance he is not speaking out of ignorance <coughs> he's speaking as someone who has been around us again All every version of us you can possibly imagine he has been around it for decades and yet after that after all of that he's still saying these things and you know he is 58 years old this is who he is and it's who he was and at 48 years old that's who that's who you are I mean I'm 47 you know what this is who I am alright am I more knowledgeable about some things today than I was even 5 years ago yes okay uh, do I look at the world exactly like I did five years ago no but am I am I basically the person that who I'm going to be from here on out more than likely yes and I you know what um, yeah so if God forbid I I get out of here and say some stuff like he said in those emails it ain't cause I'm naive, it ain't cause I'm ignorant alright, it's not for in his case it's not again, you has been around us for 20 years, over 20 years all different levels, all different capacities players assistant coaches you know backstage producers writers announcers, right, been around people's wives, children, all right, so no, he gets no pass, he gets no, he has no excuses, and he's a man in a decision-making position, he has been one for decades, his word has carried a lot of weight, his word has gotten people traded or released or fired, all right? His word has affected people's draft status, all right? And this is the big problem, right, because, um, well, he's not one of us, obviously, but for a lot of people, John Gruden was a guy that they felt safe around. Now, to be fair, you know, that there were former players and former assistants who worked under him and played for him who suspected this kind of thing. You know, Keyshawn Johnson being the most vocal and most prominent one a lot of people trusted this guy. And a lot of that trust was basically because he'd been around them for all this time. And like I said, he had seen every version of us that there is to see. At all different levels. And, you know, so people thought, you know, the people who trusted him trusted that. And then he turned out to be a different person. Uh, it turned out that, you know, behind closed doors, um, well, basically he was racist and homophobic and sexist. And then he put on a, a different face in public. And, because look, I mean, there are coaches, there are bosses, etc., that you don't harbor any illusion about (laughs) as to whether or not they, you know, are prejudiced or racist or what have you, or sexist, right, there, you know, there are those types out there, and everybody knows, and, but, you know, they're the boss, some kind of way they ended up being the boss, and, but you know what time it is with them, and you go in and you deal with it accordingly. Um, it's a lot different when somebody you know, basically puts on a performance to earn your trust, and then you find out they were performing. That that's a bit of a different matter, and that's what's going on here in Gruden, and that's why it's you know it. You know, like, nah, look, I I, I'm not a former player. I'm don't. You know, I was not around him ever, so it doesn't hit me the same. <clears throat> but I understand why. You know, some dudes might be like extra devastated by this. And um, well, there's, there's a bigger piece to this, and I guess I'll just keep going here instead of taking a little pause. But um, you know, Gruden was connected to a bunch of people. Right, his brother was a head coach. Um, he was good friends with the president, the former president of the Washington football team, Bruce Allen, who, in turn, we're finding out was good friends with the lead attorney for the National Football League, Jeff Pash. And they exchanged a bunch of emails about some things that were not good. All right, and there's a story in the New York Times about all that. Um, you know, John Gruden was, you know, some of those emails he sent were to, uh, like, one of the guys, was the CEO of Hooters. Right. So, I mean, we've got CEOs, we've got high powered attorneys, we've got fellow head coaches, team presidents, um, who else, and who knows who else, people, you know, people with influence, people whose, again, decision making can start or end your career. Or fundamentally alter your career. These are the people we're talking about here. We're not talking about some idiot. You know. At a bus stop. You know. know, Or a street corner. Just yelling. Or something. (coughs) Alright. And this is the tip of the iceberg. We have no idea who else is going to get exposed here. Okay. And as a black man. You know. It's. Um, well, here's the thing, right? If you want to have any type of career in, it, in almost any kind of field, you have to, as a black man or a black man or a black woman, you, you have to get along with white people, okay? You have to familiarize yourself with white people. You have to, <clears throat> you know, and all of that. Whereas... Y'all don't have to really get that familiar with us. Okay. Um, and it creates kind of a lopsided dynamic, basically. And... <clears throat> um, yeah, and then... It's a matter of trust because you begin get to navigate through the career world or the workforce or whatever. There's going to come a point or several points where you have to kind of let your guard down and you have to, and you're, at some point you're going to be operating on the <coughs> hope that some white people that you work with or work for are going to treat you right and treat you fairly and give you an opportunity and not stab you in the back and not you know and that, that they're not operating from their position the way that John Gruden did or okay and it is often You know, it's, it's a very, a lot of ways, naive position to take, but it is also one that you kind of have to take, <clears throat> you know, to, to get beyond a certain point. And that's just, look, it's because of the way things, the you know, just the dynamics of who's in charge of what in this country. You can either i mean either you accept only being able to get to a certain point you know you, you can you can accept getting as far either you accept getting as far as you can get without having to do that which depending on where you are you know it might be okay it might be a pretty high position or it might not be <clears throat> but Either you, you know, again, either you accept how far you can go without having to do that or you basically take a leap of faith and try to get to the higher places and to do that, you have to let your guard down and you let you let your guard down on the hope that the people you'd let your guard down around Will not ultimately screw you. Right. That's. That's true for everybody to an extent. But. When you introduce race into the equation. It changes it. You know. It adds a lot to it. Because you don't know how people are. And. When you get to your 30s and 40s and above, <clears throat> you're dealing with people who have you know, decades of kind of ingrained philosophy about this stuff. And we see it with Gruden. Gruden's 58 years old. Been around us for 30 years. Again, like I said, all different capacities. Seen every version of us there is to see. And yet, he's still essentially has not moved off of whatever conclusions he reached when he was i don't know in his 20s and his contemporaries again guys like his brother you know the team president he used to work for you know other people Same thing. And. You know, you look at that. And. Ah, uh, it's getting, you know, it's kind of hard to, it's, you know. Yeah, bear with me here, cause I'm um, trying to get all the trying to hit all the important points and everything, you know. <clears throat> but it's a matter, you know, it's you get older and unfortunately it gets more difficult to move on these kind of matters. Um, you know, when I was a kid, you know, it'd be, you know, Thanksgiving dinner, Christmas dinner, other dinners, and, you know, older family members, would be, you know, you just kind of overhear them talking about how you know, they don't trust none of their white co-workers, right? Or they don't share too much with their white co-workers, right? And you think, man, that kind of sucks. And now, you know why. You know, figured this out long before now. But then, but over time, you go into the workforce, and you kind of you understand why. And then this comes out, right? Because you know, if a guy who again who has been around these us. All these years. If he's carrying on like that. You know. Those of y'all who have had less exposure to us. What am I supposed to assume about you? What What am I supposed to expect. Out of you. okay i mean i mean we can have common interests we can get along you know we you know we can we can kind of go all the little stages or kind of hoops people jump through together to become friends we can go through all of that and yet still i mean the you know, and 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 you could possibly be, be in some email chain with some other white folks that you know talking about me that way, right? I mean, that's what we're looking at here. And that's the way you know, from where I'm sitting, from where we're sitting. That's what we see. Because <clears throat> again, outside of the people who suspected him all along of being this way everyone else thought that, well not maybe not everyone else but a lot of people thought he was cool and it turned out he wasn't and he's somebody who should know everything there is to, everything that you possibly could need to know about us to not be racist He's somebody who should know all of that because he's been around us for all this time and yet he still is. So those of y'all who haven't been around us nearly as much, you know, what kind of assumptions are we supposed to make about y'all? What kind of precautions are we going to make about y'all towards y'all? Well, we already make a lot of precautions. And this exactly is why. <clears throat> because, you know, most of us are not Keyshawn Johnson, who went on to play several more years and made, you know, NFL money for several more years. And now he's on ESPN. He's doing fine, right? Most of us cannot afford to run afoul of some white supervisor at our jobs. We can't. Um, Most of us, if we run afoul of some white supervisor on our job, we may be unemployed and may never get another chance at that place or another chance even in that field because now you got to tell people now you got to explain why you were let go or why you resigned under the conditions that you did or whatever right and as we see guys like John Gruden are connected with other guys in high positions in other places right and as we see A lot of those guys that he was connected with in other high places have the same kind of views. So, yeah, um, what comes out of that is quite frankly, we don't trust (laughs) y'all, okay, very much. Okay, we don't. It's hard to say it's not justified. (laughs) I mean, right? Um, and look, man, it sucks. It sucks because I mean. I mean, the downside of it is the potential downside of it. I should say is that you end up closing as a human being. You 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 end up. You can close yourself off from what could be good things or good things to be exposed to, good things to take part in in life. Because you got to err on the side of caution. Okay, if you're not sure, you got to err on the side of no. I can't trust them. Because history says that, you know, if you're going to be overcautious or or over relaxed, you should be overcautious because, well, throughout our history, being over relaxed can have all types of nasty consequences. And you make the choice to avoid the consequences as best as you can. And you accept that there are some good things you may not experience. There are some good people you may not, you know, be friends with or get around, you know, whatever, right? I mean, there's a cost. And there's a cost at either end. And so, more often than not, we choose to miss out on potentially good things so that we do not end up on the receiving end of what happens when you can get screwed, and you know that takes a toll, it really does. Takes a toll on you as a human being. And that sucks. But it's the chance you're it's the price you're willing to pay. So that you don't end up trusting somebody like John Gruden and getting burned for it. and that's that's the reality of the world we live in and look and you know I just say like I've been saying look y'all got to clean that up right i mean you know those players who played for John Gruden i mean what more were they supposed to do? Right? The coaches who coached under John Gruden, what what more were they supposed to do? The people who worked with them at ESPN, you know, what what more were they supposed to do? I mean it's not up to us to change the hearts of every fifty-eight-year-old white man who refuses to change the way he looks at us. And look, it's not—it's not our responsibility to change the heart of any fifty-year-old white, fifty-eight-year-old white man who refuses to change the way he looks at us. All right. Those guys, people like John Gruden, y'all got to clean them up. And the only way to do it, they got to be consequences for for, 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 for you know, being the way that they are. <clears throat> they, they have to be denied things for being the way that they are. All right. Until y'all are willing to do that, then they're going to be there. And they're going to carry on the way he's been carrying on until something happens and they get busted. And you know what? And we're going to look at him the way that we're looking at him now. And we're going to look at the rest of y'all with a whole lot more skepticism and scrutiny. And that's not our fault. Y'all did that. Okay. And and it's up to y'all to clean that up. Like I said, not it's not up to us. Because we've, we've done all we're supposed to do. We're doing all that we're supposed to do. Okay. It's up to y'all to make people like him pay some type of penalty for being the way that he is. That's all there is to it um i keep going trust me i go i talk about this all day but i'm going to stop it here because i'm up to like a half hour almost a half hour and i think that's enough well that's enough to keep y'all's attention i should say if you're still with me at this point but that's it that's all there is to it um we, we can't do any more, right You know, all those players that played for him, they showed up, they worked hard. You know, most of them stayed out of trouble. Most of them did what they were asked by him as a head coach. You know. And him being around them for over 20 years, he still is the way that he is. So, no, there's nothing else. There's nothing else that anyone, any of those players or assistant coaches or whatever, there's nothing else that any of them could have done to change his mind, okay? He didn't change his mind because he didn't have to. And some of his contemporaries, some of his buddies, they were chafing at the mere notion that they might need to change their mind about some things so that's that's what we're up against all right hey y'all gotta clean that up not us And we don't have any. We don't have much of a choice but to try and navigate through that world, through that system. Because if you look at history, when we have tried to just go and do our own thing, separate from y'all, well, that usually doesn't end too well. It doesn't. And that's a whole other matter for a whole other day. But. That's what I got about this to say about this. It's bigger than him. It's a societal problem. One that we as black people cannot fix. All right. That's enough of that. All right. Moving on. All right. That's it for this week. Um Sorry to get all sermony there, you know, but, um, did want to end on one note here because, um, on a more positive note, I should say there, there are some couple of tweets that I saw yesterday. Um, they were actually, you know, uh, uplifting and inspirational, yeah now I have to find them <laughs> ah here's here, here here it is okay whatever you're working on this morning, keep going. The world needs your voice and your vision. that's true. well, it's not true for everybody okay <laughs> some of y'all need to shut the hell up but <laughs> but if you find if you're if you're <laughs> actually more than some of y'all a lot of y'all need to shut the hell up but if you're somebody like me and you're saying something meaningful (laughs) oh boy all right well (laughs) look whatever it is you're working on keep working on it all right and you've been inspired to do it for some reason so work on it, finish it, publish it. And if it turns out it's a bunch of nonsense, then if I ever see it, I'll make sure to, to say so. <laughs> but if it's not, if it is something good, if it is something positive, the world could, could stand to see more of that. If it's something introspective, the world could stand to see more of that. If it's something that you know sheds light of truth on some things the world can stand to see that the world needs to see that that yeah, if you're talking nonsense then finish it and throw it in a trash can somewhere how about that <laughs> but anyway um no, seriously though um a lot of us out there people out there have ideas and things that we want to do and you've kind of given up on them or halfway given up on them or you think there's never going to be a way to make it happen and all of that. Um, don't give up, man. Keep going. Look, um, there was a time where, you know, I knew I had opinions. I knew that I really liked to write stuff or wanted to write about things and did not have an, an a venue or an avenue to do it. And I thought it was, I would never get the chance to and then one day the internet happened and, you know, some pathways opened up where I was able to just do it myself. And so I started doing it myself and you know, that's how I, you know, that's why I created my website, Rob's a um, Cause I just, you know, I had thoughts, I had opinions and, you know, things that, felt weren't being said or weren't being looked into by enough people and so I started it and you know I've been I've been doing that site now for ooh, let me see um six years almost seven years yeah and started doing the podcast last year same reason you know some things I like to just talk about, and one thing I had with COVID is you don't, you know, you don't, we weren't getting out there anymore to have conversations with people, right? So I just started, you know, and I always kind of wanted to do a podcast anyway because I always wanted space to just kind of pontificate <laughs> or talk with other people, even, right? And and maybe listen to them sometime a bit. <laughs> So that's why I started doing this and it can look like some like daunting, overwhelming thing, you know, because you think of podcasts, you think of like the people who are, you know, big names and all that stuff, got all these listeners and everything. Um, you know, I, I don't, right. But I started doing it cause I wanted to do it. I thought I had something to say. And if this ever turns into anything big, great. If not, I, look, I just enjoy talking and, and, you know, hearing back from some of y'all who listen and all. Right. Same thing with the website, right? I mean, I write about movies. I write about TV. I write about occasionally about comic books. A lot, I write about pro wrestling. um, Every now and then, I write about some other sport, you know? And I did it because I like doing it. And. You know, their perspectives I don't see and I wasn't seeing out there. And maybe it's because I didn't look far enough, but still I wasn't seeing them. So there are other people like me who don't look far and who don't look far enough to possibly see the viewpoints that they're not seeing. So I figured I'd do it and maybe some of them would see it in me or through what I was saying or writing or whatever. Right. And I, I enjoy doing this. And you know, to sit back and not do it because you know I didn't see some avenue to become some big success out of it, right? Or would have been a mistake. And if you're thinking the same way about whatever project you're working on, you know you gotta change the way you think about that. Do that thing, publish it, right? If you're doing YouTube stuff, if you if you want to do YouTube videos, as long as it's not like crazy tinfoil hat nonsense right um but you know i mean there are a lot of people who do like you know video gaming youtube videos they do do it yourself how to do this how to do that you know go ahead and do it do it there's somebody who can benefit from what you what you're doing and you know look and look there are people who get millions of views and millions of downloads and make a whole lot of money doing what they're doing and that that probably won't be you all right um it won't be more than likely not it's just law averages right but so what do it anyway and you know, make make the most out of this life that you have all right and this sounds cliche and sounds like some bullshit but if one person hears what you have to say or reads what you have to write or watches what you have to put on video <laughs> excuse me if, if their life can be changed for the better or if they can be you know if they can see something you've done in it and that leads them to do something of their own then yes it is worth it it is worth it to make some type of contribution to this world that way so do it don't hold back don't worry about you know what type of material benefit it may get for you don't worry about how many people might see it only takes one. That's it. And if it if it takes you and if it does turn into a big thing and takes you big places in the world, then enjoy that too. Right? You know, take the things you've been given. Use the things that you've been given. And Go do the things that you've been inspired to do. You know, to the to the best that you can, to the to the level of opportunity that you've been given. Right? I mean, like they're main. Like Look, like I'm. Uh, you know, I, yeah, I believe in God. I know a lot of, some of y'all may not. I, you know what have you, but. You know, I do believe that <coughs> we have been given things to use while we're here. Um, and some people have been, some people have more than others to work with or to use. or to, And if you do have more, then, you know, for where I'm, sit, where I'm sitting, you got to, Bit of a bigger responsibility to do something with it, right? And that's one of the things that kind of led me to, to get off my ass and start doing this stuff more. So there's there's something you are thinking about doing, have been putting off or whatever. You know, that could really, really make a difference in just one person's life. So, don't hold off you know when the when the time comes when the opportunity comes to do it, go do it, and with that, I will now take the opportunity <laughs> to say farewell for this week um look it's it's as always you know take care of yourself. Take care of each other out there. God bless you guys and talk to you next week.